Hey everybody, I'm Kate Galliford. And I'm Corbin Gregg. On this week's episode of Retrospect, we speak with the president and vice president of Fordham Lincoln Center's United Student Government, Lorraine Ruiz and Robert Sundstrom. They tell us some of the successes they've had in an unprecedented semester, as well as how they've adapted to working with each other from across the country. This is Retrospect, the official podcast of the Fordham Observer. Today, we welcome the president of Fordham Lincoln Center United Student Government, Lorraine Ruiz, as well as vice president of USG, Robert Sundstrom. Thank you both for coming on Retrospect today. Thank you for having us. Thank you. I'd like to start off by discussing the statement that was released by the Focused Initiative for Race Equity at Fordham, aka Fordham Fire, on March 23rd, which condemned the racist attacks on the Asian American and Pacific Islander community. And it also included a really great variety of resources for AAPI students, as well as other students just kind of looking for ways to support their peers. Lorreen, you were among the signatories on the statement alongside a handful of other Lincoln Center Club leaders. And I know that a specific concern of USG this year was recognizing and embracing diversity in the Fordham community, as well as taking special care to really hear and protect our students of color. So can you explain the significance of USG signing on the Fordham Fire Statement and also maybe some other ways USG has attempted to address the specific concerns of students of color? I think it's important to note that um, not only did USG sign on the fire statement, we actually actively participated in writing it and compiling the resources. So we did take an active role in petting the statements and also putting those resources together. You know, as an Asian American student myself, it was really important that we address not only people who are not members of the AAPI community, but also words of comfort to people like me. As for other things that we have done this semester to directly tackle racial injustice, we had a number of activities at our recent club leader networking dinner, where we talked about USG's efforts on campus to to encourage anti-racist programming. And we also opened up our Start With Us anti-discrimination policy for additional signatures. So those are a couple things that we've done. And I'm also trying to see if I can plan or set the foundations for an event in collaboration with the cultural club. So I guess kind of shifting gears a little bit, since we have both of you here, what has it been like to work together this past year in different modalities, right? So I know, Lorraine, you've been off campus and Robert, you've been on campus. How have you managed working together from like across the country? It's actually been, I think, a real blessing in disguise because it helped us really quickly develop our working relationship after I was elected in the special election in the beginning of last semester. We've had to work together in a lot of different ways that I think past uh, USG presidents and VPs maybe didn't do. And so there's been a lot of delegation for things that are fully virtual or things that are fully in person. And it it's just shown us both that we need to be able to trust and rely on each other. And that's been really helpful, no matter what challenge we're facing. So if it's planning the recent club leader networking dinner, or just getting some agenda item for our Senate meetings, um, it's been really helpful. Uh, Yeah, I definitely want to echo what Robert said about it being a blessing in disguise. 
you know, I think it's really helpful to have Robert on the ground because Robert is in charge of planning Fordham Fridays and those are in person right now. But then I'm also there to get the virtual student perspective and think about ways that we can include virtual students in our programming so they don't feel left out. I think in a way it has also been helpful because we're able to reflect, I think, what is a more holistic perspective of the undergraduate population because not everybody's on campus right now. Kind of speaking of students and all the different ways that different Fordham students are interacting with campus or their home or not. I know that you decided to make the switch from entirely virtual USG meetings to kind of taking a more hybrid approach. Has that transition been successful? Yeah, I'd say it's been great. You know, obviously we have um, the usual logistical problems sometimes of like rooms not being unlocked or, you know, confusion about where to go. But I think we've definitely settled into that pattern throughout the semester. I think it's helped the senators who are on campus and the board members on campus form better connections. Because one thing I do really miss about being on campus is being able to connect with my USG family in a room. And we can't get that right now, but at least some of our, some of our Senate does have that opportunity. I'd say for sure, being in person in the room, you do get that nice little bit of chatting before and after the meeting that doesn't really happen when you can just click a button and leave the room at the end of a meeting. So that's, I think that's been really helpful for a lot of, especially our first year senators in getting to know each other and getting to know USG. But I also think that the modality has been helpful because it gives us, or at least for me, it gives me a sense of like, urgency or purpose, like I I remain more focused than I think I have been in the past when it's been a fully in-person meeting, just because you need to really focus on the people speaking to you who are connecting from across the country or a lot of times in our case, internationally as well. Kind of speaking to that, earlier this month was the one year anniversary of when in-person classes were suspended. And since then, we've all been doing hybrid or virtual learning. But Fordham recently announced that they intend to return fully on campus for classes in fall of 2021. Robert, last time we had you on Retrospect, it seemed like USG's understanding was that students still weren't completely satisfied with the online learning situation and largely would prefer to return to the classroom whenever it was safe. So what are both of y'all's thoughts on the university's plans to return to in-person instruction this fall? And do you have any concerns kind of related to that as well? Yeah, I mean, I I was thrilled to see that they made that announcement. Obviously, that's just more of a directional sort of thinking and intention for the next semester. And so I, I don't believe in thinking in any sort of absolutes, especially nowadays. So I anticipate there'll probably be a good deal of hybrid activity and classwork next semester. But I'm glad to see that we're moving towards getting back in person. But of course, I want to make sure that everyone who's getting to come to campus feels safe and is actually being safe too. You know, I definitely want to um, echo Robert's thoughts about that. I think I would describe my perspective as cautiously optimistic. I think I see a lot of my peers getting vaccinated, which is super exciting. And I think if that trend continues and that and if people continue to conduct themselves responsibly, both on and off campus, um, I think that will definitely pave the way for a safe return. I do agree with Robert that there will probably still be some students who cannot or don't wish to come back to campus for at least the fall. 2021 semester. So it is important that the university and also student organizations continue to plan hybrid events to accommodate those students too. Yeah, just as kind of a follow-up to that, 
is USG kind of committed to serving all of those students through like more hybrid meetings, even if going into next semester, there are going to be way more students on campus. Is USG still going to try and facilitate and make sure that all of those students can have access to those types of things? Yeah, I think the beauty of hybrid meetings is that there is no cap on attendance. Um, I think, you know, you really just have to find a room that's large enough for everybody in person, but anybody who's virtual can join in anywhere that they have the time and an internet connection, which is pretty cool. And, you know, we haven't had any particular difficulty with hybrid meetings. It's just a matter of really coming up to the microphone when it's your turn to speak if you're in person. So I think we can easily take that into the fall 2021 semester. You know, I'm graduating. I won't be, I won't be in USG or at Fordham anymore then, but I'm sure that the next generation of leadership will be willing to do it. Yeah. And just to add on to that, I, I know that amongst my peers who will still be here in USG next semester, I think we're all looking to try to maintain the sort of hybrid participation we've had this semester. Obviously, we still have plenty of time before the year runs out, although the semester does seem like it's going by incredibly fast. But obviously, elections are coming up for USG. And I assume you're like, Lorene, you mentioned you're graduating but you're going to be kind of in a transition period for whoever takes over next year. So we'd love to invite you both to just kind of take a moment to reflect on how you feel this year panned out. Obviously, it doesn't need to be said again, but an incredibly strange year. So do you feel that you've successfully served the students of Lincoln Center this year, or there were ways that, or issues you hope to tackle, but just weren't able to? So I recently announced uh, my midterm review on my Instagram account, which detailed my progress on my 10 campaign promises that were central to my campaign when I was running for president. And so I had made progress on um, or accomplished, I think about half of them. The others I was in the stages of getting started or have made preliminary plans for. And so I think what's super important and what I would want future leadership to continue is involvement in the focused initiative for race equity. I think it's a great opportunity for cross-campus collaboration, which is something that hasn't been as prominent in recent years. And so I definitely, while I'm still president and while I'm still at Fordham, I want to make sure that I strengthen USG's involvement and commitment in FIRE as much as I can. And also that we get our USG website running so students can find USG even more accessible than they already do. Yeah, and I, I just have to add on a little to sing Lorene's praises a little bit. USG, I don't think, would have had nearly any of the success that we've had without Lorene. Like she mentioned, we're working on the USG website revamp right now, which is really going to help in for students to be able to access resources that are important for them, as well as, I think, the work that Lorene specifically has been doing with FIRE, specifically the Start With Us initiative or commitment has been really remarkable. I think we have over 26 or 27 clubs signed on now. And that's just been a really bright spot, I think, in the semester, because obviously it's had its difficulties. I'd consider my job a success if I got to meet the people who are on campus and throw them a Fordham Friday or see them at different hybrid events. So in that respect, I feel that I've gotten at least to interact with people, which is what I really set out to do. And make sure that there's still felt a sense of community. But I don't think any of our big, bigger, loftier goals would have been able to be completed without Lorraine. 
Well, thank you, Robert, for your kind words. And, you know, I also want to say that I think that you have been very successful in creating a sense of community, especially through Fordham Friday. You know, you once described the role of vice president to me as someone who really rallies community members and someone who fosters a sense of togetherness. And I think you embody that role very well. And you've, you know, created a weekly event that people look forward to, which I think is great. And so, you know, it has been a great pleasure to work with you this year. And we're not, we're not done yet. And I, you know, and I don't, I don't want to be done yet. I feel like there's so much to do. And, you know, I also want to add that, you know, we've, we've got all these larger visions and promises. And I also think we shouldn't undermine or forget um, the small ways that we help people. You know, if there's a student who comes with a question about how to join a club or how to form a club, or we got questions about work study earlier in the year, if we can just help answer somebody's question or point them in the right direction, that's also a very concrete way of helping people. And those are things that that we've done throughout the year too. I guess in that vein of looking not necessarily to the far future where USG will go through a transition, but looking towards finishing out this semester, right? At Lincoln Center, knock on wood, we haven't had a huge spike of COVID cases, which is very good. But what are your hopes for campus going forward? And what are some specifics of the, I guess, remaining plans you have going forward and just finishing out the semester strong? I'd say one that you sort of alluded to is just to maintain our numbers in person, keep those numbers low. I think I looked at it today. I think we're at six at Lincoln Center, which is about a 0.5% positivity rate. So that's, that's pretty good. And so I'm looking to keep those numbers low, making sure that people are aware of the upcoming testing deadlines and that testing's available to them on demand if they need it. And just making sure that people in person are staying safe so that we can help the university follow through on its promise for in-person next semester. Yeah, and I think um, in addition to what Robert said, especially about like people's physical health and making sure that there's adequate testing as it relates to COVID, making sure that people's mental health is being taken care of also. I think if there's anything that I have learned from the pandemic, it's, it's that, you know, just surviving and making it through the next day is, is really just enough. And it's something to be proud of. I think, you know, we all have had to be kind to ourselves, kinder to what we we can or can't do because the world we're living in is just a lot more different. And so being realistic with expectations and remembering to be kind to ourselves and to each other, you know, reading the news is just, it's scary, right? And so making sure that people continue to support each other and that there are also concrete ways to help that are being advertised is super important. Thank you both so much for coming on. It was really great to be able to speak with you both at once. We were really looking forward to having that opportunity. So thank you for making the time. We really appreciate it. No, thank you guys. You guys are great. Thank you so much for having us. This has been Retrospect. Special thanks to Laureen and Robert for coming on the show today. We hope that you stay healthy, safe, and end midterms on a high note. As always, I'm Corbin Gregg. And I'm Kate Galliford. We'll be back with you once again the week after Easter break with a very special Observer 40th Anniversary episode of Retrospect.